0: These are fun, off the cuff discussions on movies and streaming series, both new and old.
1: Together, we'll attempt to bridge the gap between Hollywood Industry Insider and the casual viewer.
0: This is Alec. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to the Cinema A to B podcast. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cinema A to B. This is my co host, Alec. Hi, everybody. I'm Ben. So, Alec, today we're going to be talking about a film, you know, when we decided to do this podcast, I knew for a fact that we were going to talk about this movie. I didn't know exactly when. Um, I, I think it makes sense now to just get it, get it in the uh, in the can, as it were. Um, your a favorite film, the- your favorite film of all time.
0: Okay. Right. <laughs> what? It's oh, not? it is oh i'm surprised oh this is what we're starting with i'm excited i thought it was a different <laughs> one
1: you thought we were talking about
0: <laughs> top
1: gun maverick i did i did we're not we're not. not that's oh. that's next week that's uh, next week
0: oh, i missed this the one
1: email. yeah i know you did <sighs> this one is your favorite film of all time hands down hands, hands down, down. Michael Mann's 1995 crime drama epic
0: heat. Point of clarification, not the heat with Sandra Bullock. It and, is heat. And what? Melissa McCarthy? And Melissa McCarthy. No, no. This is heat with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Yes. And many other great people.
1: Yes. Many other performances that I think kind of get lost sometimes unless you watch it again and again and again. As we both have.
0: Yes. Hands down, this is my favorite film of all time. I can not watch it back to back, but I easily watch it at least once or twice a year. Just feel good is not the right word, but just to be impressed over and over again. It is a masterpiece. In my opinion, it's, you know, man has done a lot of great films, but this to me is his masterpiece of all of the stuff he's done. Just the timing. The timing. The character building, the story, the action, the sound design, everything is so thought out and processed. I mean he is definitely an auteur of just – he controls everything, but he also does a great job of getting really great people around him who kind of help him with stuff. And this – people – I know people say it's slow. People say it's too long. I completely and utterly disagree with him. You cannot take out – I mean there's maybe like one or two things you can take out, but this so much is – Building the character or building tension or building this – not the world is not the right thing, but basically just building this kind of – these character arcs and where they're going. That if you take too much out or even even little bits, you lose some of those kind of idiosyncrasies or those special parts of the characters. You know, So um, I think the biggest thing that I always like to say, and I'm talking to people about this movie, is when De Niro goes into the hotel – um, near the end of the film, the latter third of the, the film, he goes into the hotel. And, you know, most people would see him, you know, show him walking to the hotel and then getting to the floor that he's. On, right. You know, you don't need this intercut 90 seconds of him walking through the lobby or walking, you know, getting to the elevator or doing all these different things. But there's so much in the character that you can just see him of like looking at the different people around the space, looking at the hotel clerks and noticing things and kind of just how well trained Robert De Niro's character is in this film and Again, it it feels superfluous at first, but you take that out and you lose some of these things, you know, that he's still even at the end of this, of of all the craziness that has happened. He's still on top of his game. He's still really good at it. So, yeah.
1: No, I mean, where where to begin, where to begin? It it is. It is a masterwork. It is. It is man's best movie. And there there are a few people that would I, I know some folks that. Prefer something like Last of the Mohicans, and and that's fine. I love Last of the Mohicans, but Heat is is far and away his his best film of all time. And the yeah. the challenge exactly. now is you know, he's still directing, but it's unlikely he'll ever surpass it, and and that's fine. It's it's a master work, and it's operating. The reason it's a master work is because it is operating it at a maximum level of expertise on every front Mm. script acting editing cinematography sadly this watching heat unfortunately makes me sad that michael mann made the decision to stop shooting film when he did Mm. i mean collateral's got some cool collateral's got some cool looks to it for from the digital standpoint that offers it an, an aesthetic that that film doesn't but he never really went back to the digital and he uh, embraced or he never, sorry, he never went back to film and he embraced the digital, in my opinion, too soon before the cameras were really ready. Now, it, you wouldn't notice a difference, right? I mean, yeah. the the cameras they're running now, the Arri Alexa's mm-hmm. and Sony Venice and those are those cameras emulate film very well. Um, but yeah, when I watch it, I'm, it makes me sad that it's one of his last true films. Yeah, that and I think the insider, and after that, it it was all digital, and so I think he lost something by
0: not shooting film anymore. Well, didn't his DP change after Heat or the yeah, Insider? He did.
1: Well, yeah, well he did. He ditched. The, I think there was a falling out because the DP, which I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is is it I'm Vittorio look, I'm right Storaro?
0: Now. You keep talking. I'm looking.
1: Okay, I believe there was a falling out with the DP based oh, no. on the
0: sh- cinematography Dante, on Dante was- Spinati. Okay.
1: Dante. Um, yeah. Dante Spinati. Um, yeah, I got, I whiffed on that bad. Um, That's okay. but yeah, there was a falling out with Spinati because Spinati was not ready to leave film mm-hmm. and, and man was, I, I'm sure a lot of it had to do with workflow and not being able to see dailies for, for, you know, a day or two Mm -hmm. while everything was being processed where the digital's kind of immediately, you
0: know, what you have, um, not a cleaned up version, not a, you know, but at least you can get an idea of what's happening. So,
1: but heat is just, I understand it's, it's three hours plus and that is a, that's just a barrier to entry for some people and it is, and, and that's fine. But where are you going to cut? What are you going to get? What are you going to remove? And it's not like the movie takes forever to build. It opens with an amazing sequence. The The music starts. That's, that's a big thing with me is the soundtrack. The score for heat is tremendous. And yeah. it really is kind of ahead of its time. It, it doesn't even feel particularly dated. Now there's a lot of electronic in it that has aged well, and you mm-hmm. can't always say that a lot of, some electronic doesn't age well but the score is really, really good. And it starts right off and you start off with, with De Niro and another scene where he, you're where he stays on him as he walks into the hospital, through the hospital, commandeers Mm -hmm. the ambulance. And it, it builds from that moment on. And it isn't more than a few minutes in that you get the big first initial heist with the armored truck, which is still just iconic. I mean, Mm -hmm. And and then obviously the big the big crescendo bank robbery scene, which Christopher Nolan homaged completely for The Dark Knight, yep. and and this is a movie that Nolan just adores mm-hmm. um, for good reason. He I've seen you know public pressers basically screenings of special screenings of Heat mm. with that Nolan organized more or less, and he brought man in and you can just watch Nolan just (laughs) Just fanboy all oh yeah just fanboy all over in the presence of man and I can't blame the guy this is now this isn't my favorite movie of all time but it's probably top three at this point yeah I it's and and ask me tomorrow and I might say this is also number one I mean it just kind of depends on the day but yeah really really special movie and I Unfortunately, I'm running into this issue now, you know, I'm, I'm older. I'm four, we're 41 years old. I've got coworkers. I've got a really good coworker videographer, mm-hmm. photographer I work with who enjoys movies and he's very talented and his, his film catalog is, is kind of different. He's seen some, some similar things overlap, but the kid's not seen heat. And I tried to get him to watch it and I said, you know, add it to the list. Well, the reality is there is no list. And if he's, li- if he's listening, which he probably will be, Johnny,
0: <laughs> freaking watch, watch it, Heat. Johnny, watch, watch it. Heat. You'll thank us. Yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, it's yeah. And the, and to your point, it is carried by De Niro and Pacino, but the performances you get from the secondary cast, Val Kilmer top of his game, Tom Sizemore, top two performance he's ever given the other being private Ryan and the list goes on. And you've got, you've got like less, lesser characters that like, you've got a really weird,
0: (laughs) it almost (laughs) feels like
1: a cameo, but it works. This is a really weird character played by John Voight (laughs) with a really bad mustache, but, (laughs) but it's, yeah, the cast is incredible. Ashley Judd's really good.
0: Um, pretty much everybody is fantastic in this, you know, you don't, I mean, really it's have... even
1: funny to say that Hank Azaria is in heat <laughs>
0: and he is, and he's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, so going really back to the music you were talking about, um, I, I liken it a lot to like Tarantino does a great job of picking very obscure or like not in the, the, Zeit, you know, uh, zeitgeist of like modern culture and stuff, and bringing that back to the forefront. What you kind of hearkened on is the fact that I think man does a great job of picking timeless classics, you know, or songs that will transcend generations that are uh, of their time, but won't feel out of place a decade or two later. Cause, like, you know, I love collateral as well. Collateral is probably my second favorite of man's. You know, I know blasphemy from the last of the Mohicans people, but, um, the soundtrack is still fantastic a couple decades later from Collateral, and obviously it uses a lot more music and songs than Heat does, um, but yet they still feel great, like good choices. And again, it's not that man's doing this, hey, let's hear this you know song that no one's heard about that's really good. It's more of knowing how to bring – those that music and that's not going to go out of date that's classic that's not you know just style that but it has substance that's going to add to it and yeah no i really like that absolutely
1: And i think there's there's some classical elements mm -hmm. in the heat score along with kind of synth stuff and the only movie i can think of where he kind of used an electronic score that's not really aged as well That's that's not it's it feels dated but I still really like it is Manhunter. Oh, yeah. Manhunter's Manhunter uses some interesting synthesizer type stuff, but the score is still really good. And you can there's a lot in common with Man with the, the musical tone in Manhunter that he uses. What I think Manhunter's like 86 and then Heat's 95, nice, so almost yeah. 10 years later. Um, totally recommend Manhunter, by the way. I um that's my I'm gonna get some guff for this, but this is that's my favorite of the Hannibal Lecter oh. movies. I, I do think Sir Anthony Hopkins is is the better Hannibal, but I think Manhunter, I enjoy Manhunter better as a film than uh than Silence of the Lambs. Probably get some heat for that, but
0: unintended. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, that's okay. That's what opinions are for. So yeah. Oh man! So I do have to say, like I know, obviously the 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 bank scene is fantastic, and the gunfight afterward—that is 100% my favorite action sequence of all time. Like just, and there's so much, so much in it. I mean, very sad that it kind of was, you know, not. Um, we had, uh, oh my goodness! Someone copy a copycat kind of did it in real life, you know, down in, oh, yeah. in downtown they know they LA. Did. Which, well, they which did is, it in North. I think it was North Hollywood. Was it North Hollywood? Okay, yeah. which sucks and is terrible, but mm-hmm. the. I mean, when you have Vel Kilmer being used in the U S military as like, this is how you're changing mags or clearing stuff, you know, like, like that's how good this is. This is how much man cares. One of my favorite things is, is with sound design is that he required the use of the actual gun noises. Like, a lot of times when you hear a gunshot that's not actually what that gun sounds like it's you know just a oh we want to use this because this sounds better or we have this already let's use it he was just like no we are going to get the actual sound of this gun to be able to use it for this shot you know and i really i really appreciated it now it also sounded Amazing. And just like crazy. I mean, you get that pumping on some 5.1 or, you know, surround sound and it's going to, it just sounds fantastic and just, you know, going everywhere.
1: Yeah. And I actually think that scene is the reason it's so good is the sound design. Mm -hmm. Like visually it is, it's super impressive and the, the editing is super tight and it's really interesting because they're, that's a really hard sequence to shoot. I don't, I don't think people realize how difficult the degree of difficulty of, of keeping all of the, the action fluid, but the viewers able to understand exactly where everybody is in that open city kind of center. Mm-hmm. That's really tough to do. And, and so visually it all makes sense, like where they're moving towards, where the police are, where guys are coming kind of from their flank and shooting mm-hmm. at him. But the, but that scene doesn't work without the sound, without the sound as the level of sound design. It is, it, it would, f- it would feel so much more muted and the intensity level would go down. So yeah, that, that scene lives and dies with its, with its mix um, and, and Foley and the yeah, rest of it's it. Just- but yeah, it's, it's never been, it's been attempted to be duplicated. I, I felt like when I watched the town Ben Affleck's The Town, they kind of tried to give a little nod to it, um, but you could tell they weren't trying to top it because the, the shootout in The Town didn't, that, I think the shootout when they're dressed in nun's garb didn't last very long. No. But the, mean, it, the town exists as essentially an homage to Heat.
0: I mean... It's the same kind of, you know, process. Yeah. yeah. I But I think what this movie has done that Others really have a hard time doing is making both your protagonist and an antagonist someone that you can root for. Like you, like at, at this point, I I you know it's hard to say who's the protagonist and who's the antagonist. You know, depending on where you line of like who you want to win or like who because it is you know it obviously starts off with De Niro, but then you know Pacino's the cop. You know, so like oh well he's the good guy, De Niro's the bad guy. But it's also like. Y- De Niro's not an evil character. Like, that's what I think. It's like he's, you know, he's, does he do bad stuff? Obviously, yes. But, like, he's not a true, you know, evil character in this. And so you can kind of relate relate to him. You can kind of root for him, Um, which makes, obviously, the last sequence just, you know, when it's the two of them, just so tense. Because you're just like, who's going to get it? Like, who am I really rooting for? And hands down, the ending is Probably my, one of my favorite endings of all time in movie dumb. Like just the, the music choice, the shot choice, just the sequences beforehand, the characters in it. I mean, like, you know, Pacino and De Niro don't spend that much time together, like on screen. You really have the coffee shop and the last, you know, the last sequence when they're actually on screen together. And yet it is so powerful, it both of, both of those scenes are so powerful that I just, I mean, yeah, we tout them like in other movies now that they're doing together. And it's just, no, this, it, like, I it doesn't, it can't be replicated.
1: Well, in audiences, unfortunately, I never really got to experience this, right? Because yeah. I was 13 or 14, I think, when Heat came out and I wasn't allowed to go watch it. No. I mean, it was a hard R rating. I couldn't tell you when I saw it. I think probably probably four or five years later, I think on video is when my, and that was fine. It's, it's a very mature film, but the audiences had been waiting forever wondering when are we going to get Pacino and De Niro in the same movie? I mean, these were the two titans of cinema for at that point, you know, basically for more like a decade and a half yeah. Maybe, maybe push in 20 years.
0: Well, yeah, I, I guess mean, you get Pacino so, with Godfather and such.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Pacino with Godfather. And then, and then De Niro comes on a, a few years later with, you know, stuff like Taxi Driver and then Raging Bull. But audiences had been kind of wondering who's going to do it. And I don't think anybody wanted to touch it because I think they were afraid we're going to bring in Pacino and De Niro in the same film and it's going to bomb. And it, mm-hmm. like, audiences are just going to be. Flabbergasted that you would do that. So, if there's ever a movie to have combined them, this was going to be it. This was perfection. And you you made an interesting point with a viewer, kind of wondering who's who's the protagonist and the antagonist. And basically, they're um, they're each the different side of the same coin. Yeah, is really what what they are. <laughs> they're basically the same guy. There's a flip side just, to that coin. Just ventured. Yeah, there's a flip side. What if I got you boxed in? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. I will not hesitate. Not for a second. Yeah. (laughs) But no, you make an interesting point because in traditionally in cinema, you give the protagonist more screen time than you Mm. give the antagonist. And if that's true. Then De Niro. De Niro is the protagonist because he gets Mm. way more screen time than Pacino. Way more. And that's ultimately kind of what happens uh, watching it is you end up kind of rooting for at least I did rooting for De Niro yeah. to pull off what he wants to pull off. And unfortunately he's chosen a lifestyle that just, it, he's not going to be able to return from. And he makes, and obviously he makes a very key decision when he goes to kill Wayne grow mm-hmm. that I mean, he, he had it, he was free and clear, had his he, woman could and, have and hopped, on, hopped on, the even aircraft says
0: it too. Yes, just he just like, does. He's, he's gone. gone. He's, he's gone. gone. <laughs> You were going to be like, what the oh, hell yes! <laughs> <laughs> Our terrible Pacino impressions? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that, that wasn't even trying. I wasn't even trying. Yeah. Um, Ooh, ah! but, and, I, <laughs> and I love the fact that when he comes out and he, De Niro sees Pacino and he's been talking this thing like if you have no attachments, nothing that you can't drop within 30 seconds. And that scene of he looks at the girl, looks at Pacino is like 30 seconds before he just. Oh, I think it's I
1: think on the numbers, it's 30. Yeah, it's timed. It's timed exactly to his earlier dialogue in the movie. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's perfect.
0: It's It's perfect. It's those kind of things where you just like he actually has to make the decision, but then he does. Um, But again, going to that ending with Moby's God moving over the waters which song?
1: wasn't the original score. What? <gasps> no. No, there's another piece of music I know this. Yeah, there's another piece of music. Um, it exists. In fact, I think it sits somewhere on the official soundtrack which I have on on CD. Checking now. There there is an a, the original song was not Moby's God Moving Over the Waters. There was a different piece of music that was much more in line with music you've heard earlier in the movie because it was from the same composer. Mm. And man watched screened it with it. And it was just like, this just doesn't work. It's not working. It's not working for me. And so he, I believe man hand, if I'm not mistaken, I think man hand picked that piece and had them lay that in and that's the perfection we get. Yeah. Cause it is. Yeah. That, that song, that piece of music is just, I can't, yeah, obviously nobody's going to be able to envision anything else sitting in that space. Um, as the credits roll. And it's it, too perfect. I can't explain why, but it feels like that that frame that it ends on feels like an older movie than it is. Like, it feels like movies that ended, like, in the f- 50s or 60s would, like, freeze frame. or It doesn't ever really freeze frame, but it feels, it's so rare that a movie, like, will, will just hold on, like, the two main characters like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Framed the way it is and then have the credits roll. Like that doesn't. I don't recall seeing a whole lot of other movies like it. And I actually would challenge. I would challenge uh, anybody that's listening or watching on YouTube. If you can find other movies that kind of end the way that. Because I could be really wrong. But I mean. Pacino's back is to you. De Niro's dead. Sitting on that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not I'm later. not freaking giving a spoiler <laughs> alert for 1995 film. Sorry. If you haven't seen this. And if yeah, you I'm, gonna have to t- I'm gonna have to tell poor Johnny not to listen to this. Not to yeah, listen to it
0: afterwards. <laughs> or yeah. get halfway through and then then stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: But yeah, the the way it kind of holds on that framing, and that brings me that reminds me, the framing in this movie. You could take you could freeze frame almost every shot in this movie and you have like a perfect masterclass on how mm-hmm. to frame things in in ultra widescreen because it's that it's it's two three I think it's two three five aspect mm-hmm. ratio they're nice widescreen and they use they use anamorphic lenses um and he the way he frames everything is just him and Spinotti. Um just just perfect. Just perfect. They, not a frame is wasted in heat. Um it's it's something else. It's something else. I even had it, I even had Gwen watch it one time. I think she made it through and and appreciate it for what's was. But this this is a this is a guy's movie. Like it is. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's women out there that really enjoy it. But heats heats a a guy's crime drama epic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean the yeah the female characters in there are you know minor parts. They're you know. Strong characters, and you know man doesn't throw them to the side, but they're definitely not the focal points of this like
1: no he doesn't they, he doesn't have weak women in his movies no.
0: anyway um even Edie his is strong and she's the well, I oh yeah the the, yeah she two.
1: she gives him the cold shoulder there for a while mm-hmm. um when she realizes what he is what he does, <laughs> yeah, um, but then you know Pacino's love interest she's a super strong character too, and then he yep. he just has to tell her. I'm not, I'm not low. I'm not what you're looking for. Cause he, he was just his career. He's just a walking, yeah. breathing, homicide detective, basically. And homicide and hold.
0: Uh, <laughs> hold on to it. Keys you sharp yeah. on the edge on, where I gotta be, where I gotta be. Got a job off that quote. we we'll say it here
1: did you drop really? off that
0: quote yeah at ep <laughs> Oh, the guy did you picked Oh did you? <laughs> he picked up on it <laughs> yeah he was like that's right nice nice pull he goes, and then he and then he looks at me in the interview he goes he goes, when you uh after a week or two when you're here I'll, I'll tell you my michael Mann story cuz the guy had met michael Mann oh, and nice. something like that and I was nice. like oh i guess i got the job then i mean if you're yeah, already yeah for real for real so but it was that one was of those so weird f- interviews that was comfortable and i just he said something and i just
1: it important tip for everyone you know quote heat.
0: And you'll get a job in your
1: next job interview.
0: I mean, anecdotal evidence, but a hundred percent of the time that I've quoted heat in an interview, I've gotten the it's, job.
1: So a hundred percent of the time it works every time,
0: every time. So, yeah, no. but, but there's so many good quotable lines in this movie too. Mm, it like, is.
1: That, that's really interesting too.
0: Cause I mean, it's not a comedy. Quotable.
1: No, it's not. And it's super quotable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mostly Pacino.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. His delivery, how he gets <laughs> it out, like yeah, uh, De Niro's got a couple good ones in there, you know. Yeah, uh, but he's so much—he's
1: so much less. He's he's much more in control, character, mm-hmm. so much more reserved. And Pacino's just this live cannon, which is what you, which is why you cast Pacino.
0: Yeah, you know. but I, but I love that, like the like just see why you brought it up. It just made me think. I love the fact that the guy who's outside the law is the reserved one. But yet yeah. the guy who is yeah. the cop is the wild one, just the super emotional, kind of breaks the rules kind of a situation. Um, but yet yeah. you know it's an interesting dichotomy for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: because they still could have easily cast them the opposite.
0: Reverse. Where, yeah.
1: where 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 De Niro's the cop. But that doesn't make sense to me, right? Like it's the whole thing of the thief only can mess up once and he's gonna get caught. And the the law, yeah. you know, the officer doesn't have that problem. You know, he gets a bad lead, whatever on to the next one. So De Niro had to be more controlled Mm -mm. as a character. Otherwise he'd be behind bars, which apparently he was right. That's yeah. He said he was not going back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going, I'm never
0: going back there. So that's why I had a file and everything. So,
1: but this movie to me is a lesson on persistence because from the from the director from man because he basically made this movie three times, and he was the third iteration. He made he made Thief with James Caan, mm. yeah. Which which this has heavy elements of, and Thief's a good movie. And then he makes a made for TV version of this thing called L.A. Takedown, which had a big gunfight and lesser actors. Like they even had the coffee shop scene, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. But with way with like TV like B or C level actors. And then he makes, and I think LA takedown was in the eighties.
0: Yeah. 89. And
1: then, the, and then this is the third iteration effectively
0: of. <gasps> it is uh, uh, the guy yeah. who plays the main cop is Vincent Hanna, which is the name yeah. of Al Pacino. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of his third pass on the same concept. And obviously he felt like he, he hadn't, Gotten the story that he wanted to tell. And so he just kept making it. And I, I don't know if you could get away with that now. Maybe you could, um, people make stuff, people make movies all the time that nobody ever sees. So if you didn't like your first version and you can raise funding to do it again, then why not? But yeah, I mean, obviously it kind of reflects that, that he's clearly learned lessons of what worked and what didn't. And then this is, this is that concept in the highest form. Cause he's, um, Neil Macaulay's based off a real guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was a, he was a criminal in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and, and so is Hannah ex ex-mar- ex Marine turned detective. That's a real guy who I think put Macaulay behind bars. If I'm not mistaken in Chicago, in, in the real story, I don't think, I don't think Neil, um, died. I need I need to double check that though. I could be really <laughs> wrong on that. Um, but so he, he had he had real life to inspire this, which, which, I don't think a lot of people, I'm sure the heat aficionados out there know this plus whole, even more things that I don't, but it helps that, that these guys are fashioned off the real deal because it shows through because he, he for sure just feels authentic. Like everything about it just feels authentic. In fact, I think it's one of the few movies that actually feels like Los Angeles, like LA, not, not yeah. Hollywood. No. Not the, yeah. not the Valley, like L, like LA, the way LA kind of feels. He's pretty yeah, accurate. I mean,
0: that. Yeah. Kind of yeah. always feels not like an underbelly, but always feels like it's not on the up and up, you
1: know? No. And it air. feels real metallic too. And like,
0: yeah. uh, the concrete sepa- city.
1: separated, like the whole scene of, of, um, De Niro ap- approaching Edie in that, um, I don't mean, this is like another, coffee shop or a restaurant or whatever. And like, she's pretty abrasive initiative or like he's abrasive to her when she kind of Mm -hmm. strikes up a conversation. That's very LA. That's that's so LA. Like in the fact that she's not supposed to be from Los Angeles, she's like the Midwest or Southern girl. That's living out there alone and like strikes up this conversation. He's just like, lady, what do you, what do you want to know what I do? You know, <laughs> that's super Los Angeles. People were like that. I don't want this to turn into a banging on Los Angeles uh, podcast, but the weather got that part, right? The weather's beautiful. Yeah. The weather's beautiful. But yeah, it's, but, it's, yeah. It, it but he loves authentic. LA. He loves mm-hmm. LA. I mean, well, you could just, and I'll give LA some love here here in a minute
0: on something that uh, I, I mean, used
1: to do when we lived out there that pertains to heat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so Heat is one of these movies that I think shows the beauty of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of LA is when it is at night. When it lights up yes. the city of lights. And the helicopter shots of of Los Angeles in Heat are amazing. And it's, it is. It's a really cool looking city. Nothing else looks. Mm. Nothing else looks like Los Angeles at night. I think it's at its best in the evenings. And mm. what I used to do when I commuted from down near Santa Monica back into the valley, because you get another big set of sprawling lights coming into the valley after yep. the sun's gone down, is I'd have the Heat soundtrack playing. Oh. Because then you feel like you're in the freaking movie. Like yeah, it just. It is. It you're driving around at night. You come over that crest and you've got, you know, Van Nuys all the way out to Burbank in the distance all lit up. Yeah. Feels like freaking heat. Yeah. So, yeah, it's and very, can... v- very authentic kind of the way it portrays that whole region yeah. feels right. And, and a lot of movies don't. They just use it as the backdrop. But it's like, I didn't, that didn't feel like Los Angeles.
0: But I will say, you can definitely listen to that soundtrack at least three or four times in your way from Santa Monica to the Valley. So, you know. Well, really that was, yeah. I mean, it was, I didn't have it on loop. <laughs> it was something else. <laughs> it was traffic. Just get, you know, you either got to time it or just, man, i was just going to put it on repeat. Just listen to it. Yeah. So, but yeah, he does. I, I will say, like those, that's, I mean, the one thing if I would cut would be some of those helicopter shots, you know, of LA. Oh, but like, come on. I mean, no, But like, I mean, it's the only part that I could say is not integral to the story, not integral to the character building. It's more of integral it's to a, like the location, but it gives it this feel. Yeah, it's a pacing,
1: it's a pacing thing. thing. And and it's a and you're right. It's 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 the feel of it. It's the.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I you can't st- take out the when he when he go when uh, Pacino goes up in the helicopter and then lands at like, you know, whatever highway to get on and catch a. Uh,
1: that's a cool, Catch that's cool scene. Oh, yeah. It's goodness. a cool sequence. Oh, it's yeah. such a good
0: movie. I love this movie. It's my favorite <laughs> movie. It's my favorite movie. Like all I want to do right now is just watch heat. Like it's probably been six to eight months. All since right, I've folks, we're going to have to yeah. kill the podcast early so that Alec <laughs> put could put go screen this again. Oh my goodness. It's so
1: good. It is. It is. It's, uh, I, it'll be sad to me when I'm like even older, you know, maybe 60 and, and It's just this forgotten. I don't think it can be, though. There's no way. There's no way.
0: Uh, Movie bus will like it. I mean, when I when my student staff that I that I have that work for me or whatever, who are all, you know, in college right now, none of them have seen it for the most part. I think I've only had in the, what, 10 years that I've overseen students, one or two have actually seen it before I recommend it to them. Several of them have seen it afterwards. But but again, I mean, it's product of his time is not the right word, but it is. It's definitely not a today movie. It is definitely a – slow is not the right word. It is methodical. It is purposeful. It is a character build. It is uh, – well, you just said it. What, what was um, the shots? Um, Pacing. It Its pacing is so yeah. on point, but that pace is not fast. It's not like, hey, let's get into it and let's do all the things. It's more of like – this is this is the characters. This is the world.
1: It's this kind of amazing doing. that the studio let him
0: leave it at three, three hours. hours. And 95. Like, I mean, come on. This yeah. is before Lord of the Rings. This is before. It had, a,
1: it had a big theatrical release. I remember watching the trailers for it come on and like being really excited. Like I wanted to watch it. And my my yeah. I think my mom and dad went on like a date night or something. My dad took my mom to go watch it. And, but I remember seeing the trailer and look like thinking that looks, that looks badass. Like mm-hmm. I, even as a 13, 14 year old, I was, I was like, yeah, that looks incredible. Um, but I don't know if I would have had the attention span then to appreciate it. I mean, I have been a little awfully young, so I'm glad I saw it when I did. And I yeah. can't tell you how many times I've seen it since I have no idea. I don't yeah. know, 20, 30, I have no idea. I couldn't even at least once, at least once or twice a year. So it, yeah, probably, probably 20 times. I don't know. Oh, and I'll big. go and I'll watch it again, probably in the next three to six months.
0: And how many times have I watched specific scenes over and over again? And not just the fight scene, like not just the, the LA bank robber scene. Like, I mean, there's so many scenes that I just go back and just to watch, to appreciate, to, to see what I, you know, have forgotten or to see new things and it's, yeah. it's a masterpiece. I mean, if it, it, I I don't think it's on AFI's top 100 movies of all time or whatever. But really, it I, it could be. I don't mm. know. I'm not that well versed in it. But I mean, if it's not, I mean it it needs to be one of those. This is how you make a movie. Like it, I'm not gonna say it's flawless. But it's it's really close. Like there's not too much that I'm like, eh, that was that was terrible. I mean, obviously my my favorite movie. I look past all that and think it's fantastic. But um, but no, it's just from start to finish, from the opening sequence to the ending sequence, I'm enthralled. Like there's no down points. The only parts that I'm like semi like not. Board is not the right word, but like the stuff with him and Edie, like, but that's still character building. That's still like showing him kind of trying to soften up or trying to think past the next score, you know, trying to think, what does my life look like? Which shows him as that, la- you know, latter stage criminal of like, it's no longer the rush. It's no longer about, you know, the next fix. It's like, how do I, well, I get think it, out and alive? I
1: don't think it ever was about the next fix. Like, no. I don't think I don't he's the character, the way the characters written, you would never guess that. That's what motivates. He ha- he's, in fact, he's the only one that has an end game. Mm-hmm. Tom Sizemore's like, well, for me, it is the rush. You know, the action yeah. is the juice. Which so I I saw where somebody said they they saw a guy on the street that had a T-shirt that said the action is the juice, <laughs> and they were like, that is amazing.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, everybody else, you know, Kilmer's character is a gambling junkie. Yep. And then Danny Trejo seems to have it together fairly well, too. It's like him and De Niro of, of that group are the only two that like seem well, to have decent motivations for um, as far as I mean, they're criminals, right? They're terrible people. I mean, they, yeah. they're murderous, but they're the only ones with with a purpose behind this besides just a rush or more cash to go gamble put down on or do with the yeah. bookies. Like, so, yeah, it's. Here's what's going to blow your mind. Because I, I didn't realize this. So it's only, it's only ranked number 111 on the IMDb Top 250, which is just criminally low. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like All an right. 8.1. Or no, 8.3. But yeah, it's only 111. And then it wasn't even nominated for an Academy Award. <laughs> no, no. Which is like just no, Not one. Not one nomination. Which uh, there are movies like this that just get overlooked. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is one, another one that just got completely overlooked was a box office bomb was Shawshank redemption. Mm -hmm. Did not do well. Picked up this cult following on video. And he, I think he followed a similar, it didn't have a disastrous box office release. Like people saw it in theaters, but the, the legend grew due to home video. And you know, I just Ooh. get, I get worried about that now with some of this stuff that comes out. Like, I don't think, I don't think Netflix has got the same ability for some of these movies to rise to the top the way it did when there were only so much stuff on the wall at like Blockbuster mm-hmm. for people to rent or buy, you know, buy on VHS and then later DVD. I didn't get a hold of heat until it was on uh DVD.
0: Same Some yeah.
1: somewhere around, I'm thinking 2000, maybe 99, somewhere in there. I think is when I, when my dad bought it and was like, you need to watch this. Like he finally was like, it was a rite of passage almost, but you need I'm to try to think who
0: showed it to me and watch this movie. Really? I think, uh, no, I think it was my cousin, my cousin, Paul, mm. Paul showed it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I forget exactly somewhere the in there it in the late nineties Early two thousand.
1: Yeah. I'm saying. I'm thinking. Late ninety. No later than two thousand. Did I sit down and watch Heat on DVD? Yeah. There's no way.
0: I um don't remember my first viewing of it well. Um. Unlike some movies where I'm I I could tell you exactly, you know, everything about that night of when I saw it. Um. But weird. So, so I'm I'm looking at the nominations for best picture, the five or whatever that had. Mm-hmm. So it was Braveheart. Yeah. It was Apollo, Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. It was Babe. Like in the city? It was, <laughs> it was <laughs> 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 babe, babe.
1: That's the, the first. City. That's the second one, right? Pick in yeah, the city?
0: Yeah, I think so. This is the first one. Um, And then Sense and Sensibility. And then The Postman or Il Postino. So not the Kevin Costner one. Um, oh, I'm
1: which, so disappointed that that was not nominated. <laughs>
0: I would have been if that was had been nominated. I because I forgot when it was because it's a forgettable movie. I would have been furious. Now, no, granted, I'm also that's fu- that's
1: that's the water world with the United States Postal Service, right?
0: <laughs> no. What so is it? Like, it's um, uh, it is you know a Comedy, drama, film co written by and starring Massimo Troisi. It's it's Italian, uh, apparently, and directed by English filmmaker Michael Radford. Uh, it's based on a 90, 1985 novel, Ardiente Paciencia. Yeah. We so, don't no need to talk about that. No, we don't need to talk about that. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't talk about it anyways. But, no. um, but like, okay, so, but, go, like, he gets the snub. I mean, Braveheart, fantastic. Apollo 13, Rate, you know, I would say, like, obviously, I can't go back in time to feel like how I felt because I also didn't. I did see Braveheart pretty close. Like, I I saw Braveheart before I saw Heat. Obviously, I saw Apollo 13 the year it came out. Um, so Braveheart's good. But I would take Heat over Braveheart a- any day of the week.
1: Most people would. And there's a part of that is is the legal woes and then the anti-Semitic remarks of Mel Gibson have damn, have kind of tainted Braveheart like amongst some people, amongst some people, most people know. But what I noticed is over time, the excitement around Braveheart is really been overtaken by Gladiator. Mm -hmm. Like most people, when they put those movies, those two movies up next to each other, they're like, Overwhelming, and now Gladiator's the better film, and that that didn't used to be the case. I remember I remember talking to a guy that preferred Braveheart big time, but the longer it seems like the more time that passes, that Gladiator just seems to hold up better than Braveheart, and then the fact that Braveheart's not even remotely historically like (laughs) accurate, (laughs) like it's not. That's not what they looked like. That's not what they wore. Like it just. Not, cool. That's not where
0: they fought that battle. So it's no, not how they I won mean, that battle. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but again, then you have, you have this long movie in Braveheart. So like, you know, you know what I was like, it's three, three hours, three and a half hours something like that Braveheart. I remember it was like two tapes or whatever, or like two discs or some crazy nonsense. when We were watching it. We I
1: just hat. wonder if, I wonder if he was ahead of its time by like maybe a good five years. Like if
0: oh cuz if it came out or with maybe like late ten or, or
1: yeah if it if it would come out in say 2000 or as late as oh four oh five it for sure at that point it, I think it gets nominated for a bunch of Academy awards especially the tech all the technical categories cinematography yeah. editing I just can't believe it didn't even get a technical nom That's oh, for that blows yeah. my mind Yeah but I think the number of films there then that were nominated was shorter
0: Yes. So it was a limit like way of five shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like so, 10 up to uh-huh. 10 or up to yeah. eight or some, some yeah. crazy number. Right. So,
1: so yeah, I mean, that's a, that's not that important. of a conversation. The, the reality no. is heat is tre- tremendous.
0: Mm-hmm. Go see it.
1: Go see it. it frankly, if, if you haven't seen it by this point and you consider yourself some sort of movie fan, then shame on you. But if for our listeners that are more of casual viewers, which is great, which is fine. That's what, yeah. Put it, you know, we've spoiled the whole damn thing for you,
0: but shame on you too. It's so worth it. It's, (laughs) but even spoiled, it's still worth it. It's still going to be worth your time to watch it. And like, like this is definitely a movie that you want to pay attention to, not scroll on your phone and, and, and go through like this, the shots are purposeful. Like we, like Ben was saying, you know, you can take almost any still of the movie and it's cinematic. Like there's not a wasted shot. There's not a wasted moment. Everything's building to certain moments and crescendos goes back down. Crescendos again, goes back down and then crescendos again. So it's definitely well worth it. So yeah. this is a movie that I don't, I'm not even on my phone when I watch it for the 20th or 30th time, I'm still like just laser focused. And I can tell you, there's a lot of movies that I, you know, love that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care as much, you know? So, yep.
1: Yeah, the list is the list is short. I think of those. The list is very short, and and heat is one on yep. that short list. Well, yeah, we're gonna wrap this up. Yeah, appreciate anybody, everybody listening, watching, tuning in on on the podcast and and watching us on YouTube. We yes. will uh, we will roll out another episode here shortly every Monday. That
0: is the uh, the plan that is the plan that is the plan there's plenty of movies to go through so plenty yeah plenty not all of them would be great like heat but actually most of oh, yeah. Will be gray, like yeah they probably do so. for
1: something that that we didn't like <laughs> right
0: yeah all right so thanks everybody